<laughs> Grace Church, 10 o'clock. You guys ready? Oh, man. It's Baptism Sunday. Um, yeah. We're going to have a lot of fun this morning. I don't know if you can tell, but I wore my party shirt. These are actually baptism dolphins. Um, and we actually, we, we rented some, some pygmy dolphins. They're actually in the tank. They're going to be splashing around. Just a little extra flavor. I'm kidding. Uh, my name's Brandon DiBianca. I'm the student pastor here. Um, and I love doing baptism Sundays. So welcome. Uh, if this is your first time, man, this is a... This is a day to come. I actually met someone who I've known, and they said, our first time was last November during baptism, and the service was just so lively, and some of the things you said about new life just made us stay. I was like, you never know what's going to happen. So I, if this is your first Sunday, man, I hope you just have a blast. Um, and if this is not your first Sunday, I hope you have a blast, because we're going to celebrate this morning, because... Because baptism is all about new life. Man, it's good that we have new life in Christ, isn't it? I'm glad I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago. Man, I'm glad. Um, but yeah, hey, if you're watching online, we just want to say welcome. We're glad you're, you're tuning in. We, we were doing baptisms out at Seven Lakes as well. Pastor Jimmy's speaking, and they're baptizing some people. So, man, it's just uh, going to be a good morning. It's going to be a good morning. So we're going to dive right in. 2 Corinthians 5.17, one of my favorite verses. If any man is in Christ, they're a new creation. Old is gone, and the new has come. And that's exactly what we're going to celebrate this morning. But before we do that, I just want to give you guys some thoughts on, on a, a passage of Scripture. And if, if you want to turn there with me, it's, uh, it's Mark chapter 10. So you can uh, turn in your Bible. Or we have, oh, look at that. It's on the screen. There you go. So Mark 10, we're going to be reading 46 through 52 this morning. And this is a story about a guy named Bartimaeus, um, also known as Blind Bartimaeus, because he was blind and he was a beggar. So we're going to read this together, starting again, Mark 10, 46. <clears throat> it says, Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. And a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, said many of the people. Many of the people yelled that at him, but he only shouted louder. Man, that's some tenacity right there. Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. They said, cheer up. Come on, he's calling you. In, in the English Standard Version, they say, take heart, for he is calling you. Take heart, for he is calling you. Verse 50, Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. In the English Standard Version, it says, I want to see you. Jesus says, what can I do for you? And he says, I want to see you. And Jesus said to him, go, for your faith has healed you. And instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. Someone say, word up. I want you guys to know one thing this morning. One thing. 
You are called. You are called. Look at your neighbor and say, you're called. Look at your other neighbor and say, I think you're called. It's a little iffy. No, but you are called. Then, no. If you've been in this church for 25 years, I want you to know that you're called. If this is your first time ever entering into a church building, I want you to know that you're called. God is calling you. And I want to give you three things, just real quick, three things from this passage of Scripture about calling. The first thing is that Jesus calls, him to a, Jesus calls us to himself. When Bartimaeus was, was sitting there on the side of the road, Jesus didn't say, hey, you over there. No, he said, come. So the first thing about calling is this, that we're called to God. Jesus calls us to himself. The second thing is this, that when, when Jesus called Bartimaeus, well, that's cool, huh? When Jesus called Bartimaeus, it says he threw off his coat and ran to Jesus. Now, here's the thing. Back then, what you wore was an integral part of your identity. So if, if you were a religious Pharisee, you wore something specific. If, if you were a Jew, you wore something specific. If you were a Gentile, you wore something specific. If, if you were a beggar, you wore something specific. Slaves had a specific white cloth that they were identified by. And so what happens when Bartimaeus throws off his coat is this. He's doing exactly what 2 Corinthians 5.17 says. He's leaving the old man behind. So when Jesus calls us, he calls us to leave the old man, the old woman, the old us behind. Some say word. The third thing is this. In verse 52, when Jesus says, go for your faith has healed you, it says instantly the man could see. When God calls us and we respond, we see things the way we're supposed to. We see this world the way that God sees it. And we, we see God the way that we're supposed to see him. We see ourselves the way God made us. We see the people around us through God's perspective. So number one, man, when God calls us, he calls us first of all to himself. Number two, he calls us to leave the old man behind. And number three, when God calls us, man, he changes the way we see the world. Some say word. We're going to be saying that a lot today. It used to be good stuff, right? I used to say good stuff. Today we're going to say word. Word? Word. word. Let's talk about calling. I, I used to lead worship for, for the student ministry. Um, man, about, actually starting 10 years ago. Why are you laughing? Someone's over there like laughing at me. Yes, okay. Um, and it, it was funny because every now and then you'd have, uh, man, maybe, maybe a guy come up. He, he got a, like a guitar for Christmas two days ago. Or a girl who, someone along the line had, had told her that she had a pretty voice. And they, they would come and they would say this. They would say, I feel, I feel called to be on the stage. Or how about led? Have you guys ever felt led or heard someone say, man, I feel led to do this. I feel led to do that. It's funny, like recently my wife and I have discovered that sometimes what God wants you to do, you don't really feel led to do. Sometimes... Man, if you have a big decision coming up, man, there's actually a whole lot of turmoil and you kind of don't want to do that thing. And what we discovered is this. This is not in my sermon notes. I actually thought of this during first service. I'm going to put it in this one. Is that P 
peace doesn't come on this side of obedience, but on the other. So if there's something that you believe God is wanting to do, you may not feel amazing about it. But if you know that's what God wants you to do, do it, and then he'll give you his peace. Someone say word. So let's talk about call a little bit. Let's talk about call. I, I recently read a book called The Call uh, by a guy, named, a guy named Os Guinness, and he gives this definition. I'm going to boil it down in a minute, but he says this. Calling is the truth that God calls us to himself so decisively that everything we are, everything we do, and everything we have is invested with a special devotion and dynamism lived out as a response to his summons and service. I'm going to give it to you like this because I don't understand that at all. Just too, too many big words. God calls us to himself so that everything we are, do, and have is a response to that call. God calls us to himself so that everything we are, do, and have is a response to that call. Man, because God is calling you. You are called this morning. We're going to have baptisms in a little bit, and I love baptism because we believe that baptism is a, simply a public profession of our faith, that God has made us into new people. And just like Bartimaeus was identified as a beggar by his coat, by what he was wearing, man, we're going to identify with Christ by being baptized into his death, his burial, and his resurrection, signifying the new life that we have. Man, does anybody in this place have new life this morning because of Jesus? Man. Man, first service got rowdy. I'm just saying. I'm excited for this one. There's more people. Cooler people. Don't tell first service I said that. Today we're going to talk about two kinds of calling. Two kinds. The first one is this. Primary calling. Primary meaning first. Your first calling. The the first calling. The primary calling of God on your life is that he simply called you to himself. He's called you to be with him. He's called you into a relationship with him. He's called you to be. Recently, we did a sermon series called Revealed, and we talked about, man, before we can know what we're here on earth to do, we have to know who we are. We have to know who God created us to be. And number one, primarily, that's to be his. So the primary call of God on your life, no matter who is in this room, I don't care who you are, the primary call of God on your life is simply to be with him. Then the secondary, the second one, secondary call of of God on your life is to do something for him. God calls us to be first, and then secondly, God calls us to act. But here's the thing, we we have to get him right. We have to, number one, we have to keep him in order. Because so many times people put so much emphasis on that second one. Man, what am I supposed to do? And, and man, churches are so guilty of doing this. Serve, serve, serve. Volunteer. Is that good? Yes, it's great. We're supposed to be involved. But if we don't know who we are in Christ, then we'll get frustrated. If, if we're so busy trying to figure out what we're supposed to do, even like in our jobs... We're so, we're so busy trying to figure out what has God placed me on this earth to do if, if we spend so much time trying to figure that out while neglecting the primary call, we're going to be frustrated because we're not doing the thing that God initially intended for us to do, and that's to be his. Someone say word. 
No, let me flip my page over. Got to keep them in order. Keep them in order. We got to be before we act. And number two, we got to keep them together. Guys are really bad at this. All right, guys, help me out. We think how? We think this, then this, and then logically this. How do women think? I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's why I'm asking, you know? <laughs> I need help here, guys. <laughs> oh, man. I had a conversation with a, a lady recently, and we were talking about something. And then she asked me a question. I was like, what does that have to do with that? And without me thinking, without her thinking, she had jumped from us talking about this to talking about this. And like my, my mind, my guy mind, just didn't follow. So... Ladies, think that way, guys. It's, that's just, it's just the way we're made. And if, if you're married, you need to research that and figure that out. But guys are so bad about thinking in compartments, right? We have, our, we have our work friends. We have our play friends. We have our church friends. And we take that into God's calling on our lives. Because we... And sometimes we, we know that, man, I'm supposed to be with God. I'm supposed to have a relationship with God. And yes, God has called me to do things. But we, some, somewhere along the lines, we don't make the connection between I love God and God wants to use me into Monday morning. We don't make the... I know, it's like, I'm, I'm as distracted as you are. We don't make the connection between, man, God has done a work in me, so I need to, I need to give that out. Because here's the thing, that primary calling is the fuel for your secondary. God wants to use you in, in your workplace. He wants to use you in your family and in your friendships. But man, if the primary calling isn't there, if you're not spending time with God and getting filled up, then it's kind of like being in a car with no gas. You're supposed to go somewhere and do something, but you can't get there. We get frustrated. Some say word. Some say, I am called. You are this morning. If you're in this room, you're called, man. You're called to God. Because he loves you. The cool thing is that, well, maybe it's not so cool, but people sometimes automatically think that their secondary calling is their job. And now for some people, man, for some very blessed people, you get paid for what you're called to do. How many of you would just love to like, just wake up and go to work and just be like, man, I get paid to do this and I love doing it? Well, that, for a lot of people, that's not the reality. For a lot of people, I mean, we have to have jobs and we have to support our families and make a living. But for some of us, our calling is something that we don't get paid for. I remember as soon as I came, came back, I, I went to Wingate University, super small school outside of Charlotte. I came back and I got a job at a commercial furnishing company um, and I would go all over North and South Carolina and install library systems and um, like waiting room furniture, that kind of stuff. But that job was not my calling. Because as soon as I got off work, most of the week, I would come straight here. Because I was, I was the, the, the worship leader for the student ministry, and I knew, I knew that God had called me to invest into those students. I was, at, as, I was at that place for about a year, and then, and then I went to work for Teen Challenge, which is a faith-based recovery program for drug addicts and alcoholics, and you think, man, that's a ministry, man. You found your calling. Man, I worked there for three years, and 
literally almost every day, as soon as I got off at five, I would be here. Whether I had a responsibility or not, because I knew that God had called me to students. I was getting paid for something that wasn't my calling. And now, now here's the thing, right now my calling is my job, which is, I mean, I'm just like, that's just so stinking cool to me. Man, but for a lot of people, that, that's not the case. Sometimes God calls us to things that we don't get paid for. Isn't that weird? It's like, why? why? I don't know why. This is the way it happens. And here's the thing. Sometimes your station in life, your position, your, your role, where you're at, your, your age, your relationships, sometimes those automatically give you some callings. How many fathers do we have in the room? Let me see your hand. You dad? Can I tell you that God has called you to be the best dang father you can be for his glory? How many moms? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to get you to do something. Can I, can I tell you that God has called you to be the best mom you can be for his glory? How many sons? How many daughters? Any sons, any daughters? God has called, I think you see where this is going. God has called you to be the best son, the best daughter that you can be for his glory. Anybody got a job in here? Did someone go, woo, yeah, I got a job. <laughs> Proud of you. Man, he has called you to be the best employee you can be. For his glory. How many students? You got any students? God has called you to study. <laughs> He's called you to be the best student you can be for his glory. Man, anybody have any friendships in this place? Anybody got any close friends? Man, he's called you to be the best friend you can be for his glory. Because his word says that by our love for one another, we'll be known as his disciples. You see where I'm going with this? Man, God has put you in a specific place for a specific reason, and that is his calling on your life. And this morning, he's calling you. So often, many of us are like blind Bartimaeus. We go, we go along this road of life, and man, we're, maybe we're sitting there, and we're blind, and we're just begging for something, for someone to give us some significance, some purpose. And I want you to, to know something this morning. Take heart, because God is calling you. God is calling you this morning. We're going we're, we're gonna to do some baptisms in just a minute. And someone said... And that's too much, sir. <laughs> Ushers, can we get... Um, I'm kidding. He is the head usher. <laughs> We're going to do some baptisms in just a minute. But here's the thing. There's, there's some people in this room right now that you weren't planning on coming to church and being baptized this morning. But you're going to end up being baptized. Because as you see these people up here giving their public profession of their faith in God, you're going to be so moved to do the same. And here's the deal. If that's you, good. We're ready for you. Man, we got towels. We got clothes. We got undies. Can I say that in church? <laughs> Man, we got what you need. 
So here's, here's the thing. If, if you're sitting here right now and, and you're saying, man, I, I believe in God. I'm putting my faith in God. I want the world to know about it. I just simply want you to get up, just walk around. There's some double doors right here on the side of the stage. Just walk in there. There's some people in there that they're, they're just going to greet you. They're going to love you. They're going to give you what you need. And then we're going to get you baptized. Someone say, word. Because that, that's just how we roll here at Grace Church. We do things like really fun. But here's the thing this morning. There, there's some people in this room who, who've, who've never gotten to the place where they've made Jesus their Savior, where they said, I'm responding to the love of God. And I, I want to give you a chance to do that this morning because I don't know about, about you, but whenever I've gotten a phone call, there's always been someone on the other line. And so I want you to know that on the other side of this calling... Man, there's a God who loves you. Man, there's a God who created you with a purpose and with a plan that he's had set out for a long time. And his word says that there is absolutely nothing we can do to separate ourselves from the love of God. So just think about this. Just think about the worst thing you've ever done. Just think about the the worst sin, the thing that you hope that no one ever finds out about. In the middle of that, God loves you. In spite of that, God loves you. And he loves you so much that the Bible says that he sent his only son, Jesus Christ. He sent him down to this earth. He was both fully God and fully man. He lived a perfect sinless life. And for 33 years, he was here. And at the end of those 33 years, he gave his life for us. Because God's word says that everybody sinned. Any perfect people in here? Put your hands down. Everybody sinned. Everybody has fallen short of the glory of God. And the word also says that, man, the penalty for that sin is death. So you and I, because of our sin... Man, we deserve spiritual death. We deserve to be separated from God. But God did this. He sent his son to die so that we don't have to pay that price. He sent his son to carry the weight of our sin so that we can have eternal life. Let's all close our eyes and bow our heads this morning if we can do that. And I want, I want to give some people an opportunity to respond to that love. Because no matter where you are in life, no matter what happened this past week, no matter what's happening in your family right now, no matter the decisions you made last night or Friday night or throughout the week, I want you to know this. Take heart. For He is calling you. He's calling you. For some of you, He's calling you this morning and you're going to respond for the first time. You're going to pray a prayer in a minute with me and you're going to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior and it is going to forever change your life. I'm not saying it's going to make your life easier. That's a lie. But it's going to make your life fuller. Because God, He came so that we can have a full and abundant life. So that we can handle the things that, that go on. That we can handle the things that, that life throws at us. So some of you are going to pray that prayer. Others of you, man, you've responded to God's call before. 
But man, maybe, maybe the callings, the priority has shifted. Maybe you've been focusing too much on what you're doing and not being. Maybe, maybe the fuel for that secondary calling has gotten a little low and you're saying, man, I just need to get back to what I was once doing. So here's the thing. We're all going to pray this prayer together. So everybody in this room, repeat this with me. Say, dear Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your amazing plans. God, I ask you to forgive me. I'm a sinful person. But this morning, I'm answering your call. I belong to you. I choose to follow you this morning. In Jesus' name.